Hi, and welcome to the My Muy Bueno Women in Business podcast. I'm Justine Murphy, founder of My Muy Bueno, and I am so excited to be here today sharing what is our very first podcast episode. Uh, the sole purpose of this podcast is to inspire, empower, strengthen, and support you on your walk as a woman in business. It's a big passion of mine to share my story with other women specifically, uh, sharing my my journey, making uh, My Muy Bueno what it is today, all of the ups and the downs and the realities of business, of being a mummy of my two amazing little boys and doing all of that while running the company, juggling all the balls, dealing with all of the different curveballs that we get thrown um, from time to time and how to kind of share that energy, share that excitement, share ideas and pitfalls and all the real, the realities really of, of running a, a business, uh, no matter how small or how big, we all go through the same things and being able to be vulnerable about those things and talk about them in a real and honest way. Um, so that what we talk about here may resonate with you and you can kind of take those little bits and apply them in your own world, both personally and professionally. So the Women in Business uh, group uh, started a few years ago over in Mallorca. It started as an event day, which I've had for the last few years. And then it became also a monthly meeting, a breakfast at my deli, and really has served so many people uh, and become invaluable whether it's to build client relationships whether it's having a synergy between businesses or of course just making new friends and it's so powerful what actually can happen when women do let their guard down and um, open up the possibilities for opportunities to grow and not to deprive yourself from those opportunities because of insecurities for because of being afraid to speak up or put your put your best foot forward um so really trying to encourage women to do that and just to make this a podcast that i hope a lot of very special magic can happen and to actually be much more accessible now um cuz obviously being the climate that it is, we can no longer have massive uh, group gatherings as we once could. And this just seemed a really natural and organic step to now take to be able to um, have a place to listen and to tune in and to feel supported and to have that encouragement and that love and that inspiration and that boost to give you a spring in your step. Um, I often used to say when women used to leave our event days or our breakfast that everyone would walk out on marshmallow shoes. And I hope that after listening to this podcast, you do exactly that. So, that is a little bit about why we're here and how this has kind of started. And um, I guess a little bit about me is the next thing. So this episode is very much going to be devoted to that, my muy bueno and me. So I can just share a bit of my history with you, um, a kind of whistle-stop tour, as it were, because we only have kind of, uh, uh, not yeah, I can't sit yapping on for hours. So uh, where do I begin? I guess... Wow, right back in the beginning, I guess, is um, to summarize, I had a very unhappy and very unhealthy and distorted and distressing childhood 
in many ways. And that followed through to my teen years, into my 20s, where I finally kind of begin, began to have my kind of stability and found who I was and managed to kind of be more free from many of the shackles, I guess, that held me down for many years. And um, just very much constantly wanting to find my happiness, searching for it in all the wrong places for a very long time. And finally, um, yeah, chasing that happiness in the form of going to work on yachts as a super yacht chef. And back in 2011, getting a one-way ticket to Parma. And that really signified the start of a very, very new chapter in my life. And really gave me the the courage just to get out there into the world, to follow my heart and my passion, which after kind of having a very negative impact on my life uh, with food and with people for many years, um, which kind of ultimately turned into an eating disorder and just a lot of unhappiness and uh, unhappiness would further trigger that and a horrible cycle of of pain and hurting myself, I guess, um, which was an area of, I guess, like I had some sort of control over. Um, but it was just an area in my life that there's just so many painful me- memories and bad experiences connected with um, food and people. And it took me a long time to just escape that, get out to go join the yachts, be on my own two feet and fall in love with food because I loved cooking and I really enjoyed cooking. And the one thing in my 20s I had found was kind of going to Borough Market in London and falling in love with ingredients I'd never seen before. Um, my, my childhood was quite food deprived, um, which caused kind of the beginning of the problems and and then kind of not great food um, or mind games and manipulation with food. So I had all these very negative connotations in association with that. So then to kind of fall in love with food in such a magical way of going to a place with kind of the smell of chorizo cooking and incredible um, ingredients and and fresh fruit and vegetables that I'd never seen before was the beginning, I guess, of my journey with food. And then, of course, um, yeah, I, I loved cooking for people. I loved hosting dinner parties with friends and cooking roast dinners and having curry nights. And I guess my drive really came from the, the I was very driven by the excitement that my food would kind of, the happiness that it used to give others. And that would make me happy. And with that and kind of wanting to change my life, um, yeah, I set off onto yachts. I flew out to Palma de Mallorca with nothing but a, a, a backpack on and a load of cookbooks and notes and a portfolio I'd put together with a load of plated food dishes that I did. And that was it. I kind of had no plan B. I was just going to go off and join a yacht. And that was that. And um, that's what I did. I I got my first opportunity working on a yacht and uh, for a lovely family. And from there, I left Parma and went and lived in Monaco for six months, which was an amazing experience. And every single euro I earned, I, I spent on pretty much not much at all, to be honest, a couple of drinks. And that was as far as it went living in Monaco. Um, but it was an amazing experience. And from there, I got to travel um, to amazing countries, working for some very uh, influential 
families and individuals and um, I, I couldn't be further away from the life that I had once had and um, from there really kind of finding my footing in the world and finding my footing with people and um, and I think getting to a stage of kind of just saying, you know, I, I refuse to compromise anymore on my life. I deserve better. I deserve happiness. I deserve more. And then I, my, my kind of main go-to person that I always had for support, and I'd only just a few years before joining the industry kind of managed to have a relationship with, again, was my granny. She was my everything um, my best friend, my rock, she was a woman I could just talk completely frankly with and um, be me and 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 she could in turn also. And uh, I, yeah, I just cherished that time so much. And one of my fears going into the yachting industry was that I could be on the other side of the world and different time zones. And as she got older and her health was deteriorating, it always really worried me that I might not ever get that chance to say goodbye. And that was just real fear inside of me. Um, and as it happened, I, I had just come back from the Caribbean and got a call literally a, a couple of days after being back into Palma um, one winter back in, uh, gosh, it was 2007, uh, to say it was that call to, to get to back to the UK, get to the hospital and thankfully get back on time to say my goodbyes. And that was just just kind of everything really just oh the impact it had uh, as anyone who's lost a loved one so close to them knows it just kind of knocks you sideways um but as a christian uh, my faith has been the one thing that's really saved me over and over and over again over the years and this time was no different because i had only just had a job interview upon my return to palmer as well before i got the call to fly and upon my return a few days later, I got the job. And of course, the very vessel that I got the job on was the very vessel that I would meet Paul, who um, was the man I am and was going to be spending my life with, uh, the father of our two amazing boys. And um, yeah, I just, I really, it was very significant for me. It was kind of a real... Like my granny was gone, but then she provided my husband. I feel like she went to heaven and, and there they hand-selected her. And God hand-selected my husband to, to yeah, bring my feet back on solid ground and give me some stability at a time when I think I was just parting quite hard and, um, yeah, enjoying <laughs> enjoying being out on yachts and, and enjoying life, I guess, and things that I hadn't ever had a chance to, to do and party and have any sort of... Um, freedom again I guess um, but he brought stability into my life which is something I'd never had and he was the first person to really love me and love me for me and see me for me and that was everything so um, yeah so that was us and then we went through a couple of kind of ups and downs and hard times just with people around us and I think by the time we got married um, I was turning 30 and it was a very significant time because I really felt that it was, you know, we we're going into something very sacred and going headfirst into marriage. And I wanted that to be protected and safe and special. So we made a very um, mutual decision just to protect ourselves and to um, kind of cleanse our lives and clear out our, our lives from people who, you know, 
were no longer serving us or who didn't support us in, in many ways or were just quite toxic really and decided that, you know, just not going to tolerate toxic people anymore. And that really then kind of pushed forward into my idea of starting My Muy Bueno. I had already kind of had all this excitement about starting a deli and I had ideas about a chef agency feeling that there was kind of inadequate representation of myself being a chef in the industry I wanted to do something um, specifically for chefs and then wanting to do a cookery school and sharing kind of um, the expertise of all the different chefs there are to make something really special and so this was all bubbling away while I was still working on a yacht. Um, and yeah, we'd made this effort to clean out our lives, really um, start living a healthy, good quality of life. And it was amazing. And suddenly with that, started to see a difference in the quality of life that we were living. When you start kind of not worrying about so much or you haven't got people causing you stress and upset, um, suddenly your energy is not getting kind of poured into other areas that are draining you. And you're putting all of your your all into all the good stuff all the time. And from that, only good things can blossom. You know, it's it's things are only ever going to be fruitful when, you know, there's good at the heart of them. And um, and yeah, and, you know, of course, you know, don't get me wrong, life gets in the way and things happen and you have ups and downs and different situations. And I've gone through many of them over the years. But when you have a, a good, stable footing and um you know for me it was about building my muy bueno from something really good and something really pure um on solid ground and making those foundations good I think that was the beginning really for me and um and and doing it with integrity and kind of all of my core values which I've made my muy bueno's core values of pride passion integrity ambition and love because every decision I take, every uh, every thought I have always kind of leads back to those core values. And if I ever feel like I'm compromising on them, then I feel sick to the pit of my stomach. I feel unsteady and my gut instinct kicks in telling me I'm doing something wrong. And it's because I'm led by those core values. And I will kind of devote an episode more uh, to discussing about core values and building your brand and having a mission statement and all of those kind of steps that I've gone through. But that was very much the heart of everything and and very naturally and organically um, knew what I wanted to do. I had this vision for creating an umbrella brand. I didn't just want to make a deli. I didn't just want to make a chef services. I didn't just want to make a cookery school. I wanted it to be a brand that was connected by those core values that operated from those core values and did things properly um or just you know not to not do anything and to not do it at all you know and I've kind of over the years built this philosophy which is exactly that you know I I, I don't run before I can walk you know I cross my t's and dot my i's you do it properly or you don't do it at all and many many more um things getting rid of the naysayers um again all those toxic people who bring you down and I found that by um doing that and sticking by those core values and sticking by my philosophy and my mission statement um, for what I wanted to do and my vision for the company and the brand from day one, it was the long way around, you know, it was doing it properly. And um, I want something that's going to be, you know, every single brick is steadfast and good. Um, and there are no shortcuts to doing that. You've got to do it the right way. So for me, it was just about solid foundations and brick by brick, 
building the business um, in accordance to my vision. And I know people like along the way were just like, I don't, I, I can imagine what people were saying behind closed doors. You know, it was no one knew what I was doing because I was so busy and always am still busy marching to the beat of my own drum, um, focused, very vision driven, focused on everything that I am achieve, want to achieve and work very, very hard to make that happen. Um, so it's a huge amount of love and a huge amount of passion and a huge amount of um, just heart goes into your business and it's gone into my muy bueno from the very start. Um, and it's not been plain sailing either in business or in life along the way. But, you know, that's all part and parcel of it. And I've always found, you know, through kind of the adversities I went through in my childhood and teens I I kind of I've always drawn from that really and um you know that's kind of my my bar you know if you can get through those things you can get through anything and um you know the last six months is obviously included in that as well um it's yeah I guess that's so that's the beginning that's the beginning of my muy bueno really without going down a very different road um for a completely different topic which I can you know I will break things down and share about them better in other episodes but yeah that was the beginning so in 2011 I started my deli I entered two of my products into the great taste awards they both won gold um it kind of really validated what I was doing and then in year two I started the chef services it was um uh yeah it was it was a natural progression to make I'd kind of come off of yachts and I was still getting work so therefore my focus was then very much kind of if I couldn't do the job I wanted to send out the friends and chefs who I knew I knew really well I knew their core values were similar to mine and that their food was amazing and there would be a perfect fit if I couldn't do it then I'd give them someone who could and that was the beginning of the agency until I pretty much placed all my friends and I had to start advertising to fill roles and before I knew it I had 100 CVs and that was the beginning of our My Muy Bueno database um for our chef agency, which we have today. And we've got thousands of chefs on our database all over the world, private chefs um, for soupy yacht placements, private residences, um, estates, uh, jets, you name it, um, traveling chefs. We work with some incredible clients and I've never advertised, it's always word of mouth. Uh, the whole agency, the whole company is built up from word of mouth and social media, following my journey over the years. Um, clients recommending clients, chefs recommending chefs. And that's, um, and then that was the kind of jump into the cookery school in year three, really. I was heavily pregnant with Seth, my first uh, born, and running around doing pop-up. Um, it started with one-on-one uh, course training, picking the very best chefs off my books that I represented and drawing upon their my to share with you there's so sorry I should <laughs> I haven't even covered what my muy bueno even means um so the my is the personal touch and the British part and muy bueno is very good in Spanish being the fact that I'd settled in Mallorca fallen in love with the island so that's kind of the roots of the business and the brand and um putting them all together to make my muy bueno a very um uh, unique word that symbolizes and stands by what we're all about which is all about yeah the personal touch in everything that we do and it's all very good at all times and it's all food connected so um and I immediately had that trademarked and protected uh, from right back in 2011. 
because the vision was so big, because the excitement and the fire in my belly for what I wanted to grow and build was just, yeah, I knew I knew what I wanted to do. It was just never about something small. Um, it was wanting to reach for the stars and beyond and uh, and just keep going until I get there. And as I get there, keep reaching higher and higher and, and yeah, seeing where it takes you, I guess. So, yeah, in year three, I was heavily pregnant with Seth and uh, doing one-on-one classes where we'd send the chefs to yachts um, or properties to teach one-on-one or small groups if it was in a house. And... Um, and it went down really well. And then I started to have chefs who had really unique kind of skill sets, such as molecular gastronomy and things like that. And I didn't want to waste, you know, the one day they could give me just teaching one other person. I wanted to teach more and share their skills with with more people so they could benefit from them and then go and use them in their own jobs. Um so yeah, we started doing pop-ups at restaurants with these chefs and the first one I ever did, it was booked in literally two minutes. We were fully booked. Um, and then in the end, I had to beg the chef to do another two course dates because we had so many people wanting to do it. And that was the beginning really. Um, uh, it gave me the kind of confirmation I needed that there was the gap in the market for uh teaching chefs and sharing and and just really um fueling the vision that I had of connecting good food and good people together um and and just being so excited by that and bringing people together and communities and sharing expertise sharing experience so then it was um only a few years later that I then kind of started working 215 on building an actual cookery school we carried on with the one-on-ones and the pop-ups and then that was a whole mountain of work and stress and and red tape trying to do that um but in that time then opening up my Bueno interior which is our interior division for placement of kind of um stewardesses and butlers, housekeepers, interior managers, purses on yachts and land. And that was very much from a, a client response of um, our clientele, loving the chefs that I'd provided them and wanting that same uh, bespoke service for their um, other vacancies in close proximity to the client, to the madame or the owner of the yacht. So that was the beginning of interior. Then we've had luxury wear as well, of course, which is all plates and glassware. And then um, lifestyle lifestyle is our concierge and lifestyle management service, which is about to develop into something really amazing and exciting, which I can't wait to share with you on a future episode. Um, And then we've got our uh, catering division bespoke events as well. And then connecting it all even more so by then having My Muy Bueno chefs, chef platform on Instagram and that's all been growing for the last few years we share photos of uh, chefs plated dishes to inspire other people to excite them to see different techniques uh, to give a platform for the very people that we're featuring and then of course our hashtag my muy bueno chefs uh, which uh, again people can use to be inspired and to search for dishes and food or of course just to use it themselves and add it to their own um, posting and then we will feature them so that was kind of then about building a community in the culinary world too and with that then started my Muy Bueno Chefs Get Personal, which I had the kind of idea to be 
that we should be, you know, every, again, every chef is so different and has had their own walk, uh, you know, their own walk path um, that they've walked. And everyone to be asking these chefs the very same questions and everyone's answers are so different and so unique and so special and so inspiring. So, um, and then before you know it, yeah, we just, we've just from one to another to another, from Tom Akins to Adam Handling to um, uh, Dominic Crenn, you know, we've interviewed some um, incredible chefs. Um, there's lots, lots, lots of them. You can go online and have a, have a read right back uh, over the years. And then my vision further um, to kind of connect everything completely and tie it all in a nice little bow, the vision was to then bring these very chefs that we were interviewing to my Muy Bueno Cookery School to share their my with you. Um, and the you is predominantly being our yacht chefs, uh, of course, though, you know, we also have housewives and all sorts of just big foodies and home cooks who come and do courses at the school as well. Um, but specifically knowing that our market is yacht chefs and we have this huge database of yacht chefs. So we're kind of, you know, very much filling a lot of courses and then helping and benefiting them with their training and advancing their skills. And then they'll go back and advance their careers. Um, it's just everything's connected and then they get plates from luxury wear and, you know, everything is, is, and there's something for everyone really from the ground up from whether it's a customer at the deli and then, um, uh, coming and doing a course at the cookery school, buying some plates, then you go up a gear and then it's the recruitment divisions and then it's the, the concierge and the, and then the catering, but there's something at all levels, um, for every individual at My Muy Bueno, it's accessible to everyone and it's just all about the people and that's why it works. And uh, of course, this year I also brought out my cookbook, the My Muy Bueno cookbook, which felt like it was the right time to do so. Um, of course, I didn't imagine in a million years there would be a giant global pandemic, <laughs> um, literally in the run up to launching the book. Um, and literally after kind of deciding with my publisher, okay, we're going to hold and we'll wait and give it another month. And then literally not being able to sleep that night after agreeing to that and saying, no, we have to put it back, put it back to April because the whole book is all about good food and good people. It's about bringing people together and breaking bread with the people you love. It's healthy eating, good eating, real food, um, plant-based healthy desserts. It tastes delicious and just like the butter and sugar laden filled desserts. However, the whole book has no refined sugar. Um, it has, it was the best time for it to come out because it meant it could actually help people uh, who are all home on lockdown and actually they got to cook from it cook from it like never before fall in love with the recipes feel confident when they were cooking which is such an important thing for me it was about I mean I tested and tested and retested my recipes so many times tweaking them and evolving them and adapting them and making them so user-friendly, adding in the tips and tricks, how easy it is to make a dish uh, vegan because, you know, a lot of what I'm using is already vegan. Um, uh, just a simple, you know, swapping a chicken and taking out the fish sauce and that's it, you know. Um, and the whole book I've tested gluten-free with gluten-free flour too. So it was about making it a real book for real people, making it accessible 
and um, and feeling confident when you make something from it. Not only does it work, it tastes amazing. You're getting that happiness when you're cooking it for other people. You're enjoying it together. And just a book of feeling and a book of love and just a Bible for good food, good living and sharing my experiences along the way, sharing about the different recipes and uh, how they came about and making something really, really special um, that everyone can have in their hands and really enjoy as a a beautiful book um, to be inspired by. So, yeah, that was that. And then going back to the cookery school, that was a huge deal for me was about having only small classes only eight at a time maximum making them intimate so that each individual is really confident in their learning they go away they've made memories they can remember they make mistakes they learn from them um practical hands-on um you know just to really kind of instill that confidence so they don't just leave and throw the course pages into a drawer um like i know i've done before on many a cookery course um uh, over the years, it was important to really feel like, wow, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning from the people teaching me, I feel confident and, um, and yeah, you're coming back and, and doing another course with us or, or recommending us to your friends and building the school that way. So over the last few years, I've had some amazing chefs like Tom and Adam and, um, um, and, and lots of other, uh, chefs come over, over, um, the last couple of years, tickets from Barcelona and um, Mark Tilling, our amazing chocolate man, as my boys call him, Justin Galatly with his incredible donuts, share, bringing people over to share their incredible talent um, with our students. And then also doing normal courses too, uh, foundation level intermediate for home cooks and all different one day courses and um, one week, four week, 12 week courses. So um, I'll talk more about what's happening happened with all of that in the next episode because I am going to devote the next episode to talking about COVID and how I've come through the other side or I'm still very much working to mooch through the treacle uh, to the other side of the last seven months which have been intense and I think we all come out of it battered and bruised in some way shape or form um nothing prepares you for the rug to be pulled from under your feet in such a spectacular fashion however there's only one way I know which is moving forward dusting myself off and making hard but important decisions um and to keep moving forward because I'm very much a big believer that you know quite literally when you stand still you know, you're never going to move anywhere. You've got to move forward in order to 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 get out of that rut. And um, I'm very much a person who jumps off the edge of the cliff and and doesn't even think about if I've even put a parachute on or not. I'll just kind of figure out on the way down uh, how I'm going to get down safely. Um, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs could resonate with that because it's kind of what drives us and excites us. And we kind of do first and think about it a bit more on the way on the way down. Um So I'm so excited. I'm just really excited to be able to just bring this to you, to give you that boost, to just kind of really ignite your fire in what you're doing in your business, ignite that fire of that kind of rut that you might be in right now, um, especially given the last few months, bringing on some amazing guests who are amazing and inspiring and have different things to be able to share uh, both on their about their journey in as a woman in business but also kind of in their expertise and um, uh, their own advice to impart with you 
So I'm really excited about that, as well as, of course, kind of sharing and breaking down the episodes in different areas, whether it's talking about, you know, the finances or the social media, um, time management, all of these things um, that are so integral to running a business, uh, about build, uh, building a brand, Um and, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, I will be covering the core values and the philosophy side, because for me, that's such an important formula. And if you follow that formula, there's only one way to go from there. And that's for it to be successful and to be good and good things come from good things. And um, you reap what you sow, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a lot of dedication and hard work and passion and time that you have to keep investing. But like all good things, you know, they take time and they take time to do properly and to lay those foundations properly and there's no shortcuts you've got to go the long way around you've got to do them properly so I'm really excited about sharing more of that um, the women in business came about I was asked a few years ago to um, uh, to do a, a raw desserts workshop and a raw juicing workshop at a women's conference and then I was asked that not just to do those things, but would I mind standing up and sharing my story and giving my testimony? And I was like, um, uh, uh, um, I'll have to think about that. And I remember going home and just going, oof, like, like, wow. And it just started bringing up all of my past and it made me really upset and really emotional and I was just like wow you know no one's no one's ever asked me what my story is before you know obviously some of my closest friends know parts of it my husband knows a lot of it but no one's actually no one else had ever really asked and I remember she said you know because Justine you're amazing you're so inspiring I bet you've got one hell of a story to tell and it was kind of like well yeah I guess I do and it was that moment, I remember I wrote it all out and and I didn't want to re-look at it again. It was too much heart on, on a plate, heart on, on black and white words, I guess, on the laptop. Printing it out and then reading it out on the day and I just stood kind of trembling and tears running down my face, sharing my story. And it was a, a massive, massive game changer because wow, uh, I realized the power that came from opening my mouth and sharing that story, my story, had the power to impact other people and help them. And people coming up to me, women coming up to me afterwards and sharing similar experiences. And um, wow, just, it really just, I felt like I just, I picked it at something that I'd kind of, it was a box that I'd stored long ago in the attic and I got it down and I dusted it off and I opened it up. And then once I opened it up, I'd put all these pieces down in front of me and now they're there and they're out. And well, I guess I better do something because I can't just put them all back in the box and put the lid on and put it back into the attic deep in my head anymore. Um, it made me realize that I have a story and my story is not a normal story and only by speaking about it out loud do you realize that gosh you know this isn't the story that other people have it's it is really different and I've lived through this and I've come through this and I've conquered this and I here I am the other side of this and and powering on and wow now I wonder if that's where I get a lot of my drive from and going through this whole realization about that really yeah it was a massive eye-opener and and 
and just changed a lot for me. Um, so I I started a Women in Business Day um, in order to do exactly that all over again, but to share my story for the second time, um, uh, uh, being a bit more pre- prepared, I guess, and um, kind of knowing what I wanted to share and not what I wanted to share initially. And, um, and then also then to share about business and how I've how I've grown my we bueno to what it was at that point um and sharing all of the things that I've done that worked so that other other women could learn from that and go and apply those things themselves and do well in their businesses and grow their businesses and you know being very real and honest about it you know not kind of going oh well I can't tell you these secrets you know it's like no these are the things that worked these don't work if you can avoid these pitfalls then it's better for you because I've gone through them and this happened so learn from my mistakes and you should skip those bits you know and and trying to encourage women to be more open about sharing things um so that was the beginning of the mind we know women in business day we'd have a massive lunch so I'd kind of been in since like four in the morning sleeping in my office going around to the cookery school cooking all this food and then um having a massive spread kind of breaking up you know a very heavy morning of sharing my story with a massive lunch bringing women together and then boosting everyone up, um, injecting all of my energy into everyone. And by the end of it, watching them all kind of, you know, getting their ducks in a row. You'll hear me talk about getting my ducks in a row a lot. We'll talk about time management, of course, um, many times. But uh, I think it's the first time I've said it, for those of you who already know me or have attended a women in business before. Um, Yeah, I'm very much about, or have my cookbook, you know that the ducks in the row thing is a very important, very big part of everything I do with my to-do lists and yeah making sure my ducks are in a row all the time um and that was so that was year one and then from there it's like well I can't wait I can't wait a whole year to do this again like the the boost of women coming together it's oh it's so special and amazing and trying to encourage women to let their guards down and be vulnerable and not feel threatened by other women so easily um, and being on the receiving end of women who feel threatened and then they just behave nastily towards you for no reason. And we've all gone through it. We all go through it. And just trying to have that support, share that, share that experience, share those experiences, encouraging others to share them so that we realize we are literally all going through similar things and, um, you can get some find strength from that, draw strength from that. So that was the beginning then of me creating the My Muy Bueno Women in Business Breakfast, which was every month, every every first Thursday of the month at the My Muy Bueno Deli. Um, and it was brilliant, just amazing, a brilliant way to bring women together. Um, I didn't charge an entry. I just preferred that everyone would just um, pay a minimum at the deli and actually get to buy breakfast and enjoy food and enjoy breaking bread together. Um, so much work would go into the behind the scenes from all the cooking in the morning, all the admin, someone on the door, doing all the badges, doing all the all the uh, the MailChimps and the uh, all the legwork behind everything just to orchestrate you know I don't think we'd even break even just doing it because it wasn't about business for me it was about um, it was about community and making something really special for people um, 
and then you know along the way some people would abuse that and then again you're always learning lessons and that will come into more things we'll talk about at a later date too um but on the whole the the it was just embraced and received very well and um in the nature it was intended so everyone who signed up had to fill out a form and that form is a confidentiality agreement and that meant that everything stays in the group that we would talk about um meaning that you can let your guard down you can can be vulnerable you can speak safely and the power in that was just amazing because we used to have some really emotional moments it wasn't just always about business and you know just really touching moments tender moments with women amongst women um amazing what happened when women do let their guard down in that way so that was the beginning of that um, I'd always have everyone kind of network and speak and try and push everyone around the room like speed dating saying you know you've got to get talking don't just don't just go and uh, gravitate towards the people you know you've got to get gravitating towards the people you don't know because in this very room there are women who you may have synergy with between your businesses there's women that you may uh maybe actually a cl future client of yours or a future friend of yours so really kind of instilling that every single month in everyone and then getting everyone to get up and say a little bit about who they are and all new new members would have to do that and watching people in the room cringe when it was another personal trainer or another hairdresser or another photographer and calling people out on it and saying it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if there are 20 personal trainers in the room or or 10 hairdressers because no one else is you and no one else can be you and no one else has walked a day on this earth in your shoes to know your journey to know your background to know your past to know what has driven you to get to you to where you are today to start a business to build a business and where you're going to be going and what excites you and fuels you in your belly to get you there. So people can always look on the outside and they can be inspired or they can copy you or whatever, but they're not you. And every single client you have comes to you and not another photographer or another personal trainer because you are what they're drawn to. Your story, your business, your brand, your everything, which is why for me, I've always found that there's no, there is no separation there is no work-life balance you know when you have your own business it is an extension of you and and it's it's you know who you are and who your business is it's one and um you know it's a reflection of your integrity of your core values how you operate whether you reply to emails quickly how you answer the phone how the spelling is on your website all of these things matter and um so really bringing everyone together, really sharing all of that, really um, uh, trying to encourage and teach women to um, kind of communicate with one another better. Uh, not to say that we should completely be vulnerable at all times. We have to still kind of keep our heads screwed on and be savvy and uh, protect ourselves and protect our dreams and our visions, of course. However, you know, um, making sure that you don't deprive yourself from opportunities because so often it's easier to shirk away from something than to go boldly and jump in and, you know, um, risk getting hurt, I guess. Um, and it doesn't work out. But what if it does? And what if you've deprived yourself of an opportunity because you didn't jump feet first into something because you thought something or you felt 
threatened or you were insecure about it or so it's trying to break those patterns um and quash them really and that's something that I'm yeah huge advocate of and something that I've just really um you know month in month out every time that I would host just really feel so passionate and satisfied and excited watching the difference that it was making in women and makes in women so I really hope to translate that all of that all of what I've been building for the last few years in Mallorca with the women in business community the women in business day here onto this podcast knowing that we can't all just get together now um but this way now it's far more accessible. You can listen to this podcast whether you are running, cooking, in the bath, in bed, doing whatever you want to do, but it just means you can listen at any time, which is brilliant. And also it means we're going to be able to reach more people, share with more people. Um, the women I get to come on as guests, you know, it's a platform for them to share about them. Um, I'm really excited. I'm so excited about just making a lot of magic happen right here. So um, I think that's pretty much, I think I've covered, wrapped up everything from start to finish on that whistle stop tour that I promised you ooh, 44 minutes ago. Um, that's it. So thank you all for listening. Uh, please do subscribe. I'm going to be sharing every other Thursday. So every fortnight on a Thursday, we will be dropping the podcast. Uh, so if you subscribe wherever you do, whether it's Acast or iTunes or Spotify and I welcome your feedback. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or um, I'm going to be covering uh, next episode will be about COVID and about adapting and evolving. Uh, to adapt and evolve is very much going to be the focus of that episode for me to share with you about my experiences throughout the whole time, what happened, how it greatly affected my business and my company and my team. Uh, where I am now and my plans moving forward. Um, so if you have any questions yourself that you would like me to answer, please do drop me an email, info at mymoybueno.com and um, I will try to incorporate those and address those for the next episode too. And that's it, everyone. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode and I look forward, well, have an, have an amazing next two weeks. Have a powerhouse, awesome, busy next two weeks. And I look forward to um, speaking to you all again very, very soon. <laughs>